What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And on today's episode, it's Friday, so it's the mailbag episode. We'll be diving into the mailbag. But before we do that, we're going to talk about where the Bears currently sit with their schedule, having the toughest schedule remaining um, on the season. And if if they even get any more wins this season, we'll also talk about some potential free agent uh, candidates for the Chicago Bulls. This one coming from NBC Sports. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans. So it came out. uh, The Bears actually have the toughest strength of schedule remaining in the NFL. So what that means is that it seems like if the Bears lose, if they lose the rest of their games, the worst that they can uh, do is is the number three overall pick. When you look at just the way the Rams schedule is going and things like that. So it seems like. That that is if they lose the rest of their games, and that remains to be seen. Like, are the Bears truly going to be tanking? Are they going to be trying to win games? Are they going to be trying to focus more on development? It really is comes down to the mindset of the Chicago Bears franchise and what they see themselves doing. The latest mock drafts does does have the Chicago Bears selecting Jalen Carter with the number two overall pick, which is surprising for some people because a lot of people have Will Anderson Jr. being the better prospect. And then Jalen Carter, you guys know Jalen Carter has been the person that I've said I've wanted to see the Bears select. I can understand the mindset of not passing up on uh, Will Anderson Jr. But at the end of the day, it's this, right? The Bears are going to get a hell of a player in the draft. And so with things standing right now with the Chicago Bears and, and, and their uh, schedule and everything like that, it seems like it's going to be an uphill battle. It's gonna The Bears, if they don't have either the second or the third overall pick, uh, it's going to be Quite surprising if that ends up what, what's happening at this point. Um, and we do have a voicemail as well on just some people being kind of upset and everything uh, with that. But it seems like, you know, with the with the Rams adding Baker Mayfield um, to that team and trying to still apparently win some games or whatever at the back end of this season, um, the Bears are going to select either second or third. It could go down to low, as low as fourth, just depending. Uh, I think even as low as like fifth if the Bears win the rest of their remaining games which doesn't seem very likely for this team. So that's where everything kind of sits right now with the Chicago Bears. I want to ask you guys your mindset, though. If it was up to you, what would you do? Would you would you rather have the Chicago Bears um, tank for the rest of the season? Do you want to see them try to win some games? Uh, it's, you know, going into a bye week, the Bears having the bye, the late bye in the, in the last uh, part of the season – you know, I, I guess we'll see, right? Uh, it gives the Bears more chances to get healthy, more chances to in- integrate uh, Chase Claypool into the wide receiver game. At the end of the day, it's this. Like I've said before, and I've said, and I'm going to maintain, is that this season was never meant to be a season for wins for the Chicago Bears. We have a voicemail that I'll get into uh, with, with somebody being kind of upset at where the Bears sit right now in the standings. But at the end of the day, it's this. Um, it's it's the, the Bears have an uphill battle for the rest of the season. And I, for one, would not mind seeing the Bears lose. I want to see the Bears get as many bites at the apple as possible. And I want to see them get as high a draft pick as possible. And that still doesn't secure or mean that the Bears are going to select the right guy. It doesn't mean that there's not a chance for, uh, I wouldn't say bust. I don't think either Jalen Carter or or Will Anderson can can be a bust for, per se, um, in my opinion. But, you know, what, with that being said, the Bears still look to have quite a hell of an offseason in front of them. And we're really just kind of, getting through the rest of this season and seeing where we have and where we sit at when it's all said and done. I love the Chicago Bears team. I love what they've done for the most part of the season, the growth of Justin Fields, seeing what we can have in the running game, seeing what we have a player like uh like Jack Sanborn as well on this roster who 
it's just going to be somebody who um, at least projects to be the starting linebacker for quite a while for the Chicago Bears going into next season. So we've, we've done some things this season that I've enjoyed. It's been a wild season. It's been a frustrating season in a lot of ways uh, as well. So I don't want to take away from that. But overall, this season, I think the Bears accomplished what they came into the season to do. And that was to set a foundation uh, to take a look at what players to evaluate, to see what you have before you go into your your draft and uh, all this free agency money that the Chicago Bears are going to have as well. I think they got a good look at a lot of players. They even went out, got uh, Justin Fields, another weapon with Chase Claypool. It sucks that Darnell Mooney went down um, a little bit after we got that. We've never really gotten to see them both going. But, you know, that's all can be worked out in the offseason. Luckily, Chase Claypool is still under contract. Um, so, you know, the Bears are going to have more than a season to really take a look at him, things like that. You look at the additions of like Leatherwood and what he did and even his just 10 snaps um, and with that Dominique Robinson starting to show life again. Um, Jaquan Brisker's proven himself to be a playmaker for this team. Um, so all of these things come uh, the, the the resurgence of Cole Komet as well. So we've gotten a lot. I think we've we've, we've built up a lot of good faith. Um, at least I would hope for for Bears Nation and, you know, for a season that was never a season coming in to do thing, big things in the wins aspect of it. This Bears team came in and they developed and Justin Fields has proven himself to be one of the best playmakers and, and quarterback prospects in the NFL. And we'll really get to see the kind of the culmination and how that comes together for this franchise, for Justin Fields, for the offense as a whole, for the coaching staff, for the for the GM in, in the front office with Ryan Poles. We get to see all of that. And another layer of that being added in this next upcoming offseason. Now, I do want to talk about this article from uh, NBC Sports uh, Chicago. They did have this. And they the, the title of this article was, uh, the Bears can fix their D-line with two blockbuster moves. And I'm looking at this, and I'm not necessarily, I, I, I don't disagree with this, right? So one of the people that they, that they brought up in this is um, Darren Payne, uh, who does play for the Washington Commanders right now. Uh, they mentioned how he seems to be uh, the odd man out. The fact that they already gave Jonathan Allen a big deal. And that Payne, uh, so far this season, eight and a half sacks, 16 QB hits, 15 tackles for a loss. He's one of only five players uh, this season with over six and a half sacks, 13 uh, tackles for a loss, 14 QB hits, and over 35 tackles. Um, and it seems like they they expect him to be able to get a four-year, $72 million deal. Um, and so, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's this, right? I would not mind that move at all. I'd still want to see them go and draft either Will Anderson Jr. and Jalen Carter. But when you add, if you come in and you add Darren Payne to that, that almost fixes your front line. And that's not if they're going to do other things as well. So this is a big one uh, for the Chicago Bears. And if they do decide and, and do a move like that, I'm not necessarily hating that deal at all, in my opinion. So looking at what that could bring, um, I'm, I'm saying, and, and looking at this, like, Hey, this is something that, uh, that I think our team should definitely do. And then, uh, the second deal that they talk about is drafting, uh, Will Anderson Jr. Who's gotten 17 and a half sacks, 34 and a half tackles, um, and what he's done and uh, being one of the best prospects in the NFL draft. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because we already know, um, what we have in Will Anderson Jr. I mean, what the prospect is in Will Anderson Jr. I've talked about him heavily here as we ramp up our draft coverage. We're going to talk about him even more and more and more as well, but it, it, it shapes up to be this. The bears can really improve this team a lot in this offseason, And I, for one, do expect them to do that. Now, all right, it's Friday. We haven't had mail, uh, mailbags in a while. Um, we haven't had voicemails, but we do today. This first voicemail, this one is from Maurice. Hey, this is the biggest fan, Maurice. What's up to you and your friends? I do not agree with any notion of getting rid of Alan Williams. 
you have to realize he's been mostly handicapped all year. I don't believe that Roquan or our Quinn brought into the 4-3 that D wanted to employ. Sure, they will lead us to a lot of players, but as far as team, I don't think so. I would rotate quarterbacks this week against DB. Keep them guessing and smash them in the mouth. But, whoops, excuse me, FTB. All right, and Maurice talks about uh, Allen Williams, the defensive coordinator. And here's what I say with this. I don't think anybody, I get it, and maybe in frustration, maybe me and C-Dub and, and Bobby did say it, uh, Allen, Allen, Allen Williams deserves to stay. Like, it just is what it is. When you look at what this defense was, it was a pretty solid pass defense. We know that we've had issues at the front seven. We gave away a lot of veteran pieces. I've said this, just as much as we're reevaluating and, and, and want to see what the players look like with better talent around them, you still always want to see as well at the beginning of a regime change what your coaching staff looks like with better players also. So while there has been some issues and some hiccups and some decisions that I haven't quite vibed with from our offensive coordinator and our and our uh, defensive coordinator, it's still the first season. This season was coming in, and like I keep saying and using the analogy, like it was laying the foundation down, right? And so, you, you know, I, I, Allen Williams definitely should not be fired, in my opinion. Like I, I don't think there's any, there's, I don't think there's any real chance of that happening either. There's some things that he definitely needs to work on with this defense and with the offseason. But again. We all know that this is a team where we expect this team to have drastically improved talent heading into next season. So if when that does happen, then you then you want to look at and reevaluate this coaching staff. We gave up a lot of talent this year uh, for draft picks, for other things. And so um, especially on that defensive end, when you look at us losing our, our leaders, then Eddie Jackson goes down, things like that. So it's been a difficult season when you really look at it um, in that way, in the in the Maybe the roster they were expecting coming in, they definitely didn't have on that defensive end with with the veterans that we've given up. So, you know, Allen Williams should not be fired. He, he shouldn't be fired. He should be given a chance to be reevaluated with more talent, just like Justin Fields, just like Luke Getze. Um, and I think that's what it boils down to with, with, with the coaching staff overall. But thank you for Maurice for sending in that voicemail. Let's get into this last voicemail for today. This yeah, one's from 809. Say, I don't know what's going on, but I tell you, even – I've been looking at the Bears, the Bears fans since the 60s with Gail Sales, and I had never seen the Bears go three and nine. This is the worst team and the worst coaches in the history franchise of the Bears. You know that. And it's just totally embarrassing. Yes, I'm upset because it don't make sense they keep getting these mediocre coaches, and nobody can tell them to their face that they can't coach. This hotline, I don't even know if the people getting through to them or not, because I don't never hear no response. All I hear is just the bear, bear down. Bear down for what? They need to play football and start winning again. These are the worst coaches that this team has ever had. And I don't see first-year coaches over the years, and they ain't never looked this bad. These guys need to either coach or get out of business, man, especially on that defense. Make the coaches aware. They are the worst coaches and general managers the team has ever had, and that's a damn shame. Matt Nagy didn't look that bad when he first came in. Lovey Smith, none of them guys looked that bad their first year. This is just, they should have just stayed in their office and let them get somebody else. But you let the Bears, if you can, let them hear this recording, especially the coaches. And, yeah, if I could do it, I would do it. So, hey, just do it. That's all. Just do it. Ain't nothing special to it. The martial artist Bruce Lee once said he sounds out there breaking boards and all that other stuff, all that kung fu and all that special. He said he did all that. But you know what he sounds out? Just do it. If you want to kick, 
kick. You want to punch? Punch. And that's it. All that other stuff don't mean nothing. You know that? Just play. If you're going to be a defensive back and check the receiver, check him. Just let yourself know you're better than he is. Same thing with the line. Same thing with the defense. Just feel, just let the guys know you ain't no better than the next man. They're not better than y'all. Y'all are better than them. It's still that in their head. But three and nine really do, and you talking about some bad man. Wow. All right. And so also it's funny how we get with the the, the difference uh, between the first voicemail and this one. And I understand this caller's uh, frustration. Let me be clear. I understand it. But keep in mind, this team didn't have the best talent. This team was unbalanced. To say that this is the worst coaching staff that you've ever seen to me is, is a bit of an exaggeration. I don't know if you mentioned this hyperbole. If that's really how you feel. I can't take away from how you feel. But at the end of the day, is this? No, it's not. This team had issues. This team came in with a talent deficit. This team came in with giving a lot of prove-it deals that some of those prove-it deals didn't prove a damn thing. Um, so, no, I don't think at all, to me, I can't say that this is the worst coaching staff ever. Um, I still, Matt Nagy is far above that because Matt Nagy had some talent on this team and really couldn't get over the hump. So I can't say that. This coaching staff came in and they did it. When you look at the growth of Justin Fields, the, the growth of the offense, right? Yes, Lou Getze has had some play calls that we haven't agreed with and stuff like that, and it's been a little head-scratching. But when you look at just where this offense started to where it ended up and just the added layers that they added to this offense, stealing plays from other teams to, to put Justin Fields in better positions, things like that, getting Cole Komet, waking him up, this is not the worst coaching staff at all. I, I can't agree with that. Um, yes, it like I said, it sucks that this team lost, but what were you expecting? And I think sometimes that we have expectations as fans that aren't in line with reality. And that's not just this call, it's all of us. The reality of this season is, coming into this, this was not a season that was meant to be determined by wins or losses. It just wasn't. This was a season that was that the, the success of the season was, was should be determined by the growth of the players, specifically in Justin Fields, discovering what you have in other players when you have Justin Fields who broke several records for quarterbacks and rushing wise this year and has and did look better, had one of his best games as a passer, two interceptions be damned, um, with, with when the offensive line played better. And again, that too, right? When you have this offensive line that just has been so, so all season long, right? Um, and we've been a very rush heavy offense. We've been really one dimensional for the most part of the season. It's been kind of predictable in that sense, just that how one dimensional we've been. Um, it's kind of hard to, for me to say that it's on just the coaching staff. This that we came into the season with a deficit of 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 talent, and so we've discovered some talent that we now know. Jaquan Brisker is a playmaker. We know Jack Sanborn is a playmaker. We traded away Roquan. We traded away Robert Quinn, and in that in that place we. Got an extended look at Jack Sanborn, who seems to be a baller, giving the same stats plus a little bit better than what Roquan did in that same amount of time. Uh, uh, Dominique Robinson, what he came in and what he looked like coming off the bench, hasn't looked as good as a starter. He has had a pretty solid two games in a row, though, so we'll see the growth there. And again, we're still a young team that's still learning how to win, learning how to play together, putting down that foundation again even on that defensive side of the ball, the resurgence of Eddie Jackson, right? That's happened this season. So I can't say for me that it's the coaching staff and this is the worst coaching staff in Bears history or anything like that because it is what it is, right? It's it's not just coaching. Look at coaching also. Part of coaching is development. And we have developed a few players this season. So I can't get with you on that, that it's, that it's the worst uh, coaching staff ever. 
I get the fact of you being down on the season, but like I said, the expectation, sometimes we just got to check our expectations as fans, and the expectation this season was not based off wins or losses, in my opinion. You guys can let me know down below how you feel about that. If you're on the YouTube side, if you're on the podcast side, you can send in voicemails as well to air your opinion, and we'll give that voicemail on how to do that here in a second. With that being said, make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearCentral at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail to sound off, like you heard the voice, uh, the callers do on this episode, it's 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I like to end everything on, bear down. Love you guys. And peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.